Well, hello. Hey guys. We are going to begin our special journey as why is it so dark? Can I make it lighter? Okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna begin our journey today. Welcome to Throne Room Talks. Hi Jennifer. Hi, is it going? All those who are joining, hello Rose. Hello, Melody. This is going to be great. I'm excited to talk to you guys um, about three. Uh, just, I'm going to give you, uh, uh, you know, some tips. Oh, hello. Oh, hello, John, uh, JJ. Mm-hmm. Poo poo. <clears throat> some of my good friends are joining today. So excited. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about um, just practices um, on how and growing in revelation you know uh, this could be applied really to anything um, oh Florida Ellie <clears throat> hi mommy it's good to have you guys on Don hello Don good to have you guys. I'm just setting up on here. Hello, Mary. Hello, Chris. Kristen. It's good to have you guys. Sorry, I was setting everything up here. So, yeah, you guys, please um, share this with your friends. Share this with, uh, you know, whoever... Uh, you know, whoever you like, um, this is going to be really fun and it's going to be hopefully very practical for you. Now it's easy. Um, you know, some God has called, you know, to be prophets or seers and so on. Um, and so sometimes we think that the gifts of revelation are only applied to, um, those who have prophetic calls on their lives. But the truth is, is that, hello, Elodie, Barry, Kevin. Kevin, haven't seen you in a while, buddy. Hope you're doing great. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is kind of weird. Um, but the truth is, hello, Jenny. Good to see you. The truth is, Carlos. We have some people on here from all over the world. Hello. Oh, it's midnight in the UK. I'm just going to say hi to people before I start because I want to say hi to people. Um, all right. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> hi, Mary. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes we think that, um, you know, walking in this in the seer realm or in the spirit world is only limited. Hi, Claire. Is only limited to seer prophets or, you know, those special people. But the truth is, is that we are all prophetic. We are all able to hear from God and able to see in the spirit and to experience the spirit world. Um, that is one, and I, you've heard me say this many times, but th this is one. Hello, Cherie. <clears throat> Hello, Pam. This is one of the reasons why God has prophets in the earth, um, to remind them that they can hear that we are people who can hear the voice of God. 
you know so true prophetic people will train and equip others to hear the voice of God that is part of the reasons why they're a gift to the church is to train others to hear God's voice to encourage people to hear God's voice um, the music is called uh, Night Sky by Tracy Chataway. It's just some pretty piano music. <clears throat> so that is what, what I love to do. Now, a lot of people request a lot of things from me to interpret dreams and visions and all these other types of things and, and to bring explanation. Hi, Linda, of Supernatural Encounters. And, you know, I love doing that, but um, I really do. I love doing that. But I, what I want... Um, the body of Christ, God's children, to understand is that they can walk in the spirit world just like anyone else. Really, just like anyone else. As some of you know, I got back from Kansas City at the One Thing Conference, and God has really impacted me. Um, you know, I had some really wonderful visitations there, and I'm still writing them down and processing them. But I had made some changes in my life uh, to, for this new year, because um, God is just really going to move me forward in this new year, uh, you know, and just equipping the body of Christ and encouraging people, you know, and things like that. And so one of the things I have been doing is, is really protecting my secret place with the Lord, meaning... Um, I don't have any meetings unless they are important between 6 a.m. and uh, 10 a.m., sometimes a little bit longer. Hi, Charlotte. And the reason why that is is because and, um, I have a call on my life. See, power, the, power is a gift given to you, and the Lord won't take that power back. So all the gifts and powers and callings that God gives to us, the power, when he gives us power, it's a gift. But authority is not a gift. Authority only comes when you live in obedience and when you live close to the Lord. When you are near the Lord. And so I want to walk in greater authority. I want to walk in greater authority. So I've been making changes in my life. You know, I have this calling on my life as a seer prophet. Yes, okay, that's that. That the Lord gave me that. He's not going to take that back. I can use that for him or not for him. But to walk in authority, I, need, I, I have to be close to him. So if we want to walk in authority, we need to draw near to the Lord. And one of the ways we do that is by living in obedience to the Lord. The gifts are irrevocable. The Lord won't take the gifts back. He won't take your gift back. Okay, you can use it for him or not for him. But if you want to walk in authority, you have to walk near to the Lord. And being near to God is living in obedience. And so what I have been doing is I've been, I have been sitting with God in the morning from 6 to 10. Um, so, and, 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 and so that's, that's what I've been doing because I'm say, I've been saying, God, I, I, Jesus walked in power and authority. Okay, and the and how Jesus walked in authority is because he was with, he he was near near the Father, you know, and I want to I want to live near the Father. Oh, that's awesome, Carlis. That's awesome. So, that's what I've been pursuing, you know. And and guys, I'm giving you keys. These things that I'm telling you are things that I'm practicing on my own. Am I saying to get up at six in the morning every day? You know, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, guard your time with Jesus. And if you want to see greater authority, 
If you want to see greater authority in your life, draw near to God in obedience. If you want to see that happen, draw near to God in obedience. So that's what I've been doing. I've been, I've been getting up in the morning and been doing that, protecting my secret time. Okay? So in that process of, of being near the Lord, um, um, then we'll get into these keys. I'm sorry. I always have little introductions the Lord leads me on. Um, so as we, <clears throat> as I've been sitting with the Lord, you know, in the morning, my heart has become so sensitive to him and I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to like literally feel aches in my, in my heart. It's like this ache that manifests in my, in my heart because it's, it's like I, his nearness is, is so beautiful. And my heart is, is aching for him. I want him. I want him. I want him so deeply. You know, so I've just been meditating, meditating just on certain passages of scripture, you know, and, and allowing the Lord to take me deep into the word, you know. Um, there's something interesting. Um, and then I'll pray. Okay, Sorry, these introductions, I know they're long, but... Um, the Lord took me in time uh, to where I saw um, Lucifer before he fell. And Lucifer was, was, had the most beautiful makeup, most beautiful build uh, and, and out of any angel in heaven. He, had, he was gold and all these stones were in him. He was called the covering cherub. And he was near to God. And he had authority. Authority comes by nearness to God. And so... Lucifer was so near to the Lord that he had greater authority than all the angels. But when he violated, uh, you know, his pl that place, and when he uh, um, disobeyed, immediately authority was taken from him. Okay, let me repeat that. When Lucifer disobeyed, immediately authority was taken from him, and he began to descend into different levels of darkness. Darkness, great darkness, outer darkness. It, it, there's many different levels of darkness. Does Lucifer still have power? Yes, he does. But he, has, he does not have authority. Okay? So again, authority comes from by nearness to God. Okay? It comes from nearness to God. So one of the things that God did that removed Lucifer's authority is that he took away his name. He only has a title, and the title is what God gave him, called As-Satan, which is a Hebrew um, name for me, which means uh, the Satan, or the Whisperer. Um, so, names are important, okay? Names also give a place of authority as well. So, I, um, and then what Lucifer did when God created Adam and Eve, what Satan did was he tricked them and they and when God commanded Adam and Eve to not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that was that was God's command. Lucifer then lied and got Adam and Eve to live in disobedience. And when they lived in disobedience, they lost authority. So the key to walking in authority is obedience, nearness to God. I know I'm repeating myself, but I really want you to get it because some people. Are, are, are trying to get it in other ways. But no, you only get it by being near to God. Okay? 
Disobedience breaks authority. Disobedience puts puts separates you. Disobedience separates you. Separates you from God's nearness, okay? So, uh, what's up, Cadence? Good to see you. Woohoo! <clears throat> I love you, Cadence. Awesome, awesome voice in the church. Cadence is an awesome voice in the church. Love her. So, in order to walk in obedience, in order to walk in authority, walk in obedience, nearness to God, nearness to God. All right, so I'm going to pray for us real quick, and I'm going to give you some tips to walking in um, greater realms of just revelation, okay? Um, so, Father, in the name of Jesus, one of the things that I want to do, love you, Cadence, you're awesome. One of, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I welcome your presence. Lord, I welcome the angels to surround everybody right now. In the name of Jesus, everyone who's watching, Lord, wherever they are, I release the presence of Jesus. And God, right now, one of the things I want to break, um, uh, right now, I want to break, right now, the religious spirit, the religious spirit, in Jesus' name, I take authority. I take authority right now in Jesus' name. And I release the awe of God to you all. I release the awe of God to those watching right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, let us be filled with the awe of God and beholding the beauty of God. We want to draw near to you, near to you, near to that place of fire. It says that you are an all-consuming fire, which means that the fire of God burns out everything that is not of Him. So, Father, we cry out, burn out everything that is not of you in our lives in Jesus' name. We want the awe of God, the awe of God, the awe of God. I speak the awe of God over each and every one of you in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, Holy Spirit, I speak Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Father of glory, Father of glory, Father of glory. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come right now in every one of our lives. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Let heaven and earth come together in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Lord, I ask that you would fan the flame upon our hearts. Let us burn for you. Burn out, God. <clears throat> burn the, the walls that we have set up around us, God. Just because we want to feel comfortable. But Lord, we don't want to feel comfortable. We want your presence. We want your glory. We want you to be glorified in us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. On my way in, I was at Panera, and I was um, 
on my way in, I was uh, at Panera, from, coming from Panera. And, uh, you know, one of the things, my voice is a little stretchy. Hey, cousin! Um, scratchy, because I literally was in the car screaming. Like, screaming at the top of my lungs. Because I was so hungry for Jesus that I was just screaming. <laughs> you know? And, you know, just screaming for his presence. I just want his presence. I just want his presence. And so, um... You know, I walk out of the car, and as I'm walking out of the car, these two angels are walking with me, and they are like blowtorches of fire. And they said, we're coming today. <laughs> it's so funny how, how angels uh, just invite themselves, you know. And so, yes, they are here. They're angels of fire, okay. And they are there to remind us to be passionate for Jesus, to be passionate for Jesus, to be consumed with, uh, with, with his fire, you know. So they're in my room right now. Okay, I can see them. They're in my room. And um, they they want to burn out the religious spirit, okay? They want to burn that out. They'll burn out the fear of man. As you know, the fear of man and the religious spirit are nearly the same thing. We build walls out of fear. So, Lord, I break the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. I take authority over that and I break the spirit of fear. Burn it out, God. 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 I love to pray first. As you know, I, I'm a prayer guy. I love praying. So, Lord, release your fire. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right. Please share this video with people, you know, if you feel led to. Because uh, this will bring, you know, people into God's presence. Alright, I'm getting a little bit drunk in the Lord. Okay, so, I will not make faces. Alright, so, we're going to talk about, thank you Jesus, thank you Lord. So, we're going to talk, what we're going to talk about is just, I'm going to give you some tips on how I walk in, um, in the seer realm, okay, or the spirit world, okay, and the per first things first here is keep things simple, all right, meaning, um, it's, don't make things rocket science, don't make things, um, difficult, you know, all it takes is just, uh, um, a childlike heart, all it takes is a childlike heart to walk in the spirit world, or to walk in the supernatural, hello, Iris, all right, so I want you to remember that. So I'm going to give you some things that I practice, that I practice every day. Um, and I hope this will help you. You can add this to what God is speaking to you. You can do whatever you want to do with it. But um, I want you guys to, uh, to uh, you know, um, keep your childlike heart, okay? Because... What happens is, is we start mixing things, we start adding things to the simplicity that God has given us in walking in revelation. We add things and make things difficult, okay? And Jesus is like, hey, sorry, I'm trying to put my plug my phone in here. And Jesus is like, hey, don't make things difficult. Don't make things difficult. There's no need for that. Things can be fun, okay? 
Simplicity. So, one of the things that I do, simple, living a lifestyle of worship. Okay? Now, let's not make this complicated. Um, yes, seraphim can be assigned. Um, I have seraphims assigned to me. But um, a place of worship. So, let's not make this difficult. You know, we don't want this to be rocket science. How often, these are questions I want you to think about yourself, to, to yourself. How often are you just singing to God? How often are you living a, a lifestyle of worship? Are you just pouring yourself out to Him? Are you just saying to Him or singing to Him, Oh God, I love you. Are you how often are you doing that? So one, live a lifestyle of worship. Worship the Lord. One of my favorite verses is in Psalms 96 verse 6. It says, oh, let me find it so that way I can quote it right to you. Um, Bible Gateway. Psalms 96. Oops. This is why I should have things loaded. Psalms 96, verse 6. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite verses. Splendor and majesty. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. See, one of the things I love to do is to take those verses and just sing it. Oh, God's splendor and majesty are in your house, are before you. Strength and glory are in your sanctuary. Don't you want to be in his sanctuary? Be in, his, in that sanctuary and just worship God. I do. That's what I want. So I encourage you to live to live a lifestyle of worshiping the Lord. Sing the Bible. One of the simplest things you can do is sing the Bible. Even if you feel like, oh, I don't have a great voice, that's okay. Jesus thinks your voice is lovely. Your voice is more powerful. The voice of one person one from one of his child is enough is is more powerful than the voice of a thousand angels i don't know if you read one of my recent posts on facebook um where an archangel told me he said the voice of just one of his children is more powerful than a thousand angels and then he said that is why one could put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand and so the angel said to me, he said, use your voice, use your voice. So I encourage you, sing the Bible, use your voice, sing about the glory and majesty of God and watch things around you begin to shift and watch things in the spirit begin to show up. 
Watch as angels can't help themselves but come because you are releasing an atmosphere of heaven outside of you, coming outside of you. Did you know heaven dwells on the inside of you? So that means when you sing or when you open up your mouth and you declare his name, heaven is released and angels can't help but come. Things in the spiritual realm that are of, of, of God's powerful light show up simply because you're singing. See, keep it simple, guys. People ask me, how do I experience heaven? How do I experience heavenly visitation? I look at them, I say, are you singing? And they look at me, huh? They say, are you singing to God? Fill the atmosphere with worship. Fill the atmosphere with worship. Awesome, Elizabeth. All right, so that is the first, one of the first tips that I like to do. And seriously, guys, when I, I, when I come before the Lord and I start singing to Him, you, it's unbelievable what starts to happen in the spirit realm, okay? It's unbelievable what starts happens. I start like this morning at 6 in the morning. Oh, excuse me. Um, at the 6.30 in the morning, you know, I am, you know, I wake up, have some water, um, and yeah, sing worship songs. That counts. Just sing, just sing. So number one, step one, sing to God. So this morning at 6 a.m., I'm, I am, I, um, turn on my music and I just, I turned on International House of Prayer, Kansas City, the prayer room. Guys, I encourage you to use the prayer room. IHOP KC is beautiful and it has 24 hours worship music going on by live instrument, prayers and things going on. I had that plan and, um, and you know, I start singing. As soon as I start singing, I saw I, all of a sudden angels just start filling my room. I could see them. They just start just filling my room and spinning around me and all this other type of stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so simple. Just sing, just sing, worship God. That's what the angels are doing around the throne anyway. That's what's happening around the throne continuously. People are living in a place of revelation, seeing the awe of God continually, and they're singing. So let that be part of your life. Anyway, I get real passionate about that. So, heaven on earth is singing. Sing to God. So that's number one, okay? So key one, sing to God, okay? Step number two, live a lifestyle of imagination. What do you mean, Micah? What do you mean about that? Living a lifestyle of imagination. See, God gave you the imagination as a place of encounter where you can encounter God in your imagination. Did you know that? So use your imagination when reading the Bible. This is the easiest place to use your imagination. Use, so take things from the Bible. Say, for example, I love Psalm 96, so I'm going to use it again. Let's look at Psalm 96 verse. Psalm 96, verse 9. 
So yes, using your imagination, a lifestyle of using your imagination. Psalm 96 verse 9 says, Worship the Lord in splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. English Standard Version says, tremble before, oh wait, worship the Lord in splendor of holiness, tremble, tremble, that means the fear of the Lord, okay? King James says, fear before him, all the earth, worship the Lord and beauty of holiness, okay? So you, what I would do with that verse is I would use my imagination and picture that. What does it mean? to worship the Lord and, and beauty and then holiness. And so I would start picturing myself in my imagination, training my, 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 my imagination. So I would picture in my mind myself before God. And in the American Standard Version, it says in holy attire. I would picture myself standing before God Sorry, the, the spirit is, uh, is uh, trembling before God in white robes of glory. I would picture myself standing before God in white robes of glory. You know, and I'm just singing to him and I'm just worshiping him. And I'm burning in the holiness of God. I would just use my imagination. Your imagination is so powerful. That is why the enemy loves to attack it because it is a place of encounter. So train your imagination to see the scriptures. How about this verse? Let's take another verse here. I'm just going to use my Bible because it's easier. You, so many people say to me, so many people tell me, Micah, um, I want to see Jesus. People always tell me that. I want to see Jesus. You know, I want to see him. And the, you know, the, the, the sad thing, the enemy, I'm going to expose. I'm going to expose the plan of the enemy right now. The enemy loves for you not to use your imagination. He fills it with doubt saying, oh, just because you saw it in your imagination, that doesn't mean it's real. You know what? God used his imagination before he spoke. I one time was caught up into heaven and I was before the throne of God. And as I was before the throne, I watched God walk towards me. And I don't, I guess I was, you know, at, at the moment when God was about to speak and make the, the world. And he stepped forward and I began to see the mind of God. I began to see his imagination. I began to see God's imagination. And he was stepping forward and he went to the shores of heaven, the far side of shores of heaven. And then he said, let there be light. And then boom, the word of God, who is Jesus, stepped out and Jesus shot lightning into the very fabric of our universe. And light, it was, there was light. It was so cool. But the key point was, is that God was in his imagination. He was in his imagination before he spoke. So the enemy loves to come at us and say, you know what? You saw it in your imagination. That's not real. Mm -mm, I break that lie. If some of you have heard that lie in the name of Jesus, I break that lie and I command it to go in Jesus name. And I speak freedom 
I speak freedom in you to use your imagination, especially with reading the word. Oh my gosh. So some people ask me, I want to see, I want to see Jesus. Well, here you go, right in the word. You want to see Jesus in his glorified form? Let's read Revelation 1, verses 12 through um, 16. Then I turned, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. In the midst of the lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs on his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like the flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. From his mouth came sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. Isn't that cool? So what I do is I take verses like this and I close my eyes and then I start using my imagination to picture what I've read. Guys, it is beautiful. It's like the word of God comes into you and you begin to see it in your mind's eye. Okay? These are just simple things you can do to grow in revelation. Use your imagination. Use your imagination. See, sometimes we wait for divine visitation, which is okay. But that is not the only way God shows up. Sometimes God responds. God responds to persistence. Persistent. He responds to a hungry heart. So I encourage you, use your imagination to encounter God. Don't wait for a divine encounter. Go after him. God gave it to you so you could see. Oh, but Micah, I want to see with my eyes. I want to see with my natural eyes. Listen to me. Listen, it's got to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. Okay, the body, your human body, begins to react by what's happening in the spirit. So some people tell me, I want to see with my eyes open or whatever, you know, and then they start from that place and I tell them, no, you're doing it wrong. You need to start with the eyes of your heart. You have to train, train, train your eyes of your heart to see. And then what's on the outside begins to respond and live by what's happening on the inside. You want to grow in clarity and seeing in the spirit? Train the eyes of your heart to see him. People say, "Where? how did you get to where you were? You know what I did? I took the Bible, I read it, and I pictured it in my mind. Until suddenly the heavens start opening and all this other stuff starts happening on the outside of me. Start with the eyes of your heart. Paul prayed in Ephesians 1. Oh, let me find it. Colossians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, I think that's what it is. Yep. Paul prayed in Ephesians 1, 17. 
Actually, let's look at Ephesians, yeah, 17, uh, 17 through 18. <clears throat> I, the, uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know the hope in which he has called you, which are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. So even Paul prayed, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, he prayed that the eyes of our heart may be open. He prayed that the eyes of our heart will be open. So that way we pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, having the eyes of your heart open, that we may know what the hope to which he has called you. That's beautiful, isn't it? So, use your imagination. All right, someone asked, what about people who have vain imaginations? People are using their imaginations for, for evil, doing dark things. Okay, well, here's, here you go. Start reading the Bible. You used your imagination to, de to think dark things, to think demonic things, whether that be lust, pornography, violence, murder, you know, hate, whatever. You can train your imagination to think on things that are good and lovely. That's what Paul asked, yes? He said whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, think on those things. So you can train your imagination to think on those things. Just like you used your imagination to think on things that aren't good. Use your imagination to think on things that are good. Listen. One, some people ask me and they say, well, you know, what, what do I do, especially on the issue of lust and pornography and, you know, and those sexual temptations. They say, what do I do? How do I stop it? What do I do? I rebuke the devil. And I tell them, I say, okay, you rebuke the devil, resisting the devil. I said, this is something the Lord had taught me in the heavens. He said, Micah, he says, resisting the devil to, is running right into my glory. He said, use your imagination to think on me. He says, the reason why the enemy attacks you, it attacks you with pornography and lust and all those types of things. He said, because he knows that you are called to see me. It's all about seeing Jesus. It's all about seeing his glory. So to get rid of it, you go and gaze upon his glory. Yes, cut the head off the snake. Step on the snake. On the snake. Yes, take authority. Step on the on the demonic. Boom. But then run right into the glory of the Lord. Run right into the face of Jesus. See, he attacks you because he knows that you using your imagination to see him in his glory. Like Jesus prayed, Father, that they would see me in the fullness of my glory. He knows that if, he, if the church, if God's children are seeing him in his glory, the things of the world start to become dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Suddenly, the things of this world, hey Mike, the things of this world don't even matter. That's how I overcame. I just gazed at Jesus. I didn't give it, I didn't give the demons any attention. I didn't give any attention to the demons.
So, I'm going to state the two keys again. We already talked about two. One, living a lifestyle of worship. Two, a lifestyle of imagination. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, think upon these things. Have the mind of Christ, guys. You become like what you hang around. So if you want to see heaven manifest around you, if you want to see the angels and, and the open heavens around you, healings and deliverance and all this stuff. Hey, Keila, you know, if you want to see all those things manifest in your life, train your imagination, train the eyes of your heart to see. And what you are seeing will become tangible around you. Cool? Micah, what about wanting to see the angels? Okay, so people ask me that all the time. I want to see... Hi, Keela. You're welcome. Miss you. Um, one of the things that I do, uh, you know, people say, you know, how do you see angels so much and all this stuff? Angels are literally like just part of my life. I see them all the time. You know, they... they come in, talk to me all the time. They wake me up from my sleep sometimes. Um, but how, how I, they, they're always around us. Okay. So the issue is not, there are no angels around you. The angels are already around you. It's just that you're not noticing them. Okay. So what you do is you start training your imagination to see. So what I did, practical step. I took verses that talked about angels and I started picturing them in my mind. I would read the account of angels of an angelic visitation. Say the example when the angel came to Mary, talked about Jesus coming. I pictured that whole scene. I pictured Mary and I pictured Gabriel in my mind. Train yourself to see. They are already around you. It says the angels that camp around those who fear God. This isn't about angels, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is you already have it. You already have the supernatural around you all the time. It's just training yourself to notice. Okay? All right. So that's, again, so one, worship, lifestyle of worship. Two, Imagination. All right. All right. So that's another thing. All right. And the third thing that I like to do is living a lifestyle of holiness is so important. We have gotten afraid of the word holiness. Okay. Holiness, 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 holiness. I speak that over you. Live a lifestyle of holiness. Yes, it does matter. Yes, it does matter. Devote yourself to a lifestyle of holiness. Offer yourself up as a living sacrifice. The members of your body, it says in Romans. The members of your body are your eyes, your ears, your hands, your mouth, your nose. Train those things up. And holiness, living a lifestyle of holiness is so important. Some people get scared of that word because it means that they can't do something. Well, 
What it means is, is that anything that disagrees with what God has called in your life, that goes against what God has called in your life, get rid of it. So if there's something in your life that contradicts what God has spoken over you, get rid of it. That's a privilege, guys. That should make you exciting. That should make you excited. So living a lifestyle of holiness is so important. One of the things that's coming into the church as a manifestation into the church are the seraphim. You can find the seraphim in Isaiah 6. And the seraphim are literally speaking holiness over us. Because what these angels represent is worship him, worshiping him in holiness. Like I read in Psalm 96 verse 9. Splendor of his holiness, tremble before him. These angels that are flying the fire in front of him, two that's covering their face, two they fly and two they cover their feet, represents them worshiping him in the beauty of holiness. And so their worship is pure and clean and all this other type of stuff. And so what they want to do, what they're praying over us right now, over the church, they're visiting the churches too, what they're praying is that we would walk in that. So again, holiness is anything that contradicts walking in a lifestyle of holiness. This is practical things that I do. Anything that contradicts with what God has spoken in my life, I get rid of it. I say, nope. Do I still watch movies? Yes. Do I still play games? Yes. I'm a video gamer. I love video games. Okay. I love, I love stuff. Yes. So, but anything that contradicts with the glory of God in you, get rid of it. Remember, you want to walk in authority? You want to walk in authority? You got to draw near to God. And the last time I checked, God is an all-consuming fire. So when you draw near to him, he burns out everything that hinders love manifesting in you. So important, guys. So I'm going to state them again. I'm sorry for getting kind of jumpy. I don't know why. So we mentioned three things in living a lifestyle of revelation, especially walking in the seer realm. One, worshiping God. A lifestyle of worship. Two, a lifestyle of imagination. And three, walking in holiness. These are the three things that I practice. Yes, Rhonda, you got it. You got it. Okay. I'm going to show you, some of you may have not seen it yet, but you can find a post that I wrote about the seraphim on, um, yes, Keela, that's right, drawing near to God burns out everything unholy. Yes, it does. Because he has to have you, Okay. His, his, the fire around his throne is an anger. It's his passionate love for you manifesting because it is so intense that it manifests as a consuming fire. 
God's passionate love for you is so intense. I have stood before the throne of God. I have stood before the throne of God and his fire just, just rushed through me. And I began to feel the intensity of his passion. And these seraphim were just flying around me and they were singing and singing and singing and singing and singing. Okay? Good, 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 good. It's good stuff. So these are things that I practice. Alright, those three things. Um, another thing that I like to do to train me to see more in the spirit. Let me see here. Sorry, I have to look through my notes real quick. All right. Give me one second. Talk amongst yourselves. Where is my notes? There it goes. <clears throat> okay. All right. So another thing that I like to practice when um, seeing in the spirit is... Um, uh, uh, um, a lifestyle of encouragement, okay? God is continuously, God is continuously encouraging his people. God is continually encouraging his people, okay? So, that if he is encouraging people, if he is encouraging people, then that means you need to be encouraging people. A lifestyle of encouragement. One of the things that I do, I'm keeping it simple, guys. One of the things that I do to keep a lifestyle of encouragement, I find a person and I text them encouraging things. For example, I say things like this. Hey, today is Monday. Guess what that means? You're awesome. You're great. You're beautiful. You're kind. You're, you're peaceful. I just start saying all these things. You know? And guess what happens around me? Suddenly, as I am encouraging, simply just encouraging somebody, heaven is suddenly released around me. It's so true. It's so true. God wants you to know that your mouth, again, I say this again, your voice is so powerful. Just start encouraging people. One of the things at my church, I attend a church here in Cincinnati, Vineyard Church Northwest. I attend a church here in Vineyard Church Northwest. And one of the things that I have been speaking to the staff about is just encouraging people. Okay? Now, yes, the Lord may give you, you know, you, you, can, you can get words for people, but I believe that we can, the word of the Lord is already in us so simply by just encouraging one another. So that's what I do. I practice encouraging people. I simply just tell someone how awesome they are and why I like them.
you know? Why God likes them. You can do that if you want. Tell them why God likes them. And I remember I would do that. <laughs> I would start to encourage somebody at church. And as I'm just telling them how they're cool, or I will say things like, I like your shoes. There's one guy I work with. Um, I tell him all the time how much I like his shoes. So, like, I will do that. I will say, hey, I like your shoes. You know, but one time I was just saying these encouraging things. I was just saying encouragement to people. And as I was saying that, I would watch as angels on assignment would just whoom, stand next to them. They would fly right out of the ceiling and they would stand right next to them. And they would just smile at the person. And I say to the Holy Spirit, I'm watching this. And I say to the Holy Spirit, well, now what was that? And the Lord says, Micah, it's so simple. One blessing, one word of encouragement can move angels. It releases angels on assignment. He said, when you speak words of life, when you speak words of encouragement, it moves heaven around you and also around other people. So cool. So simple. These are simple steps, guys. Simple steps that you can do to increase your life of walking in revelation. Okay? So, those are four things. I'm going to restate them. Some, some of you just got on. We're talking about ways to grow in revelation or in, in the seer realm specifically. So, number one, worship God. Worship Him. Excuse me. Sing the scriptures. Sing the Bible. Number one, seeing the Bible, worship God. Two, a lifestyle of imagination, uh, sanctifying your imagination, taking what you read in the Bible and picturing it. Okay, use your imagination. Your imagination can be a holy place. It's a place of encounter. Okay, number three, holiness, living a lifestyle of holiness, which means anything that contradicts the glory of God in you Get rid of it. You know why? Because you are glorious. You are filled with his glory. Yeah. The light of God is in you. And you are shining. So anything that contradicts with that shining, the glory and majesty of God, get rid of it. Toss it out. Toss it out quickly. That's right, Keila. They do. The Bible is the easiest place to start encounters. Oh my gosh. Good. Um, and then number four, encouragement. A lifestyle of encouragement. Cool. All right, guys. So those four things I want you to think about. Um, I want you to meditate on and just think about on your own. Okay, this, uh, this is so good for you. Um, this is so good for you, okay? Uh, that for you to practice on your own. So, uh, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to we're going to do an impartation, okay? I'm going to pray for an impartation. I'm going to pray for an impartation of and living a lifestyle of encounters, okay, with Jesus. All right, so what I'm going to do, I'm, I want you to hold out your hands. 
Those of you who can, some of you are watching on your phones, that's okay. Hold out your hands. You're welcome, Mike. Those of you who want, um... <laughs> That's good, Cherie. I know. God is burning on me. I love it. I love it. I love him so much. So I'm going to pray for impartation over you, okay? So Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Just say with your own mouth, Holy Spirit, come. This is ministry time. We're entering into ministry time. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Okay, the Lord wanted me to show you the picture of a seraphim. The completed picture of a seraphim. Those of you who have not seen this post yet on my, um, on my website, you can. It's called The Song of the Seraph. Uh, hey, Micah. Awesome. Love you. Micah Level is awesome. Awesome power evangelist. Very cool guy. We're good friends. All right, I'm going to show you a picture of... Um, of a seraph that I drew from an encounter I had. All right, and then I want to pray for you. Okay, here it is. This is a seraphim from Isaiah 6. My website is beholdwonder.com. So, this is a seraphim glowing in God's glory. He's made out of fire. You can see the swirls of fire. Okay, someone told me that I should start, uh, you know, sending this picture, putting these pictures out on the market or something. I don't know. But uh, my friend Cameron Suter is also an artist, and what he did, he did some photo editing, uh, you know, just to, he did the background and put the glory on it, and I did the actual sketch. And I kind of told, told him what the color looked like. So this is a seraphim. All right. These guys are assigned to the churches right now. Good. So come, Holy Spirit. Father, I ask, right now in Jesus' name, right now in Jesus' name, I ask, God, for the burning fire from your throne. I'm keeping it on this picture for right now so people can see. Burning fire from your throne, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. Right now, God, fill this place with fire. Fill this place with fire. Fill the rooms of those who are watching with fire. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I release the seraphim from your throne, God. Sure. Fire. Fire, Lord. Fire, Lord. Fire, Lord. Fire, Lord. Fire, Lord. God, I ask that you would open up our eyes to see you in beauty. Lord, we want to live a lifestyle of worship. We want to live a lifestyle of sanctified imagination. In Jesus' name, angels are now being released. So receive, receive. Fire all over you. The presence of God. Lord, we want to live a lifestyle of holiness. 
We want to live a lifestyle, God, of encouragement. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we receive. We receive you. Just tell Jesus you love him and you receive him. Just tell Jesus you love him and you receive him. Thank you, Lord. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to... Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read to you all encouragement from the seraphim. It's the song of the seraphim. <clears throat> I was visited by a beautiful seraph near the blazing throne of light. Just close your eyes. Tell Jesus you receive him. The seraph was complete swirling fire and colored flames rushed from the top of his head. He opened his six wings to me and I could see the inside of this glorious being. His face was energy. Powerful music came from him as this was his design to worship God in holiness. Large and powerful, he sang this song of the coming ones whose eyes will be open. So he's singing this song over you right now. These seraphim are singing this song over the church and you guys are going to feel fire on you when I read this. This is what they said. In the coming days, their eyes shall be open. This is the words of the seraph that they were singing, singing to me. They shall see the Father of lights, glorious people beholding a glorious God. Hope rises like the coming sun from within their soul expects. He is coming and they shall see him. He is coming and they shall behold him. He is coming and all will worship him. This is their hope. Their eyes are open. Open your heart and receive. The seraph encouraged me saying, those who see him will have hope. They will not be taken away. That will not be taken away from them. So he said, those who see him will have hope. That will not be taken away from them. They will shine with his glory. Behold your God. Worship him in splendor and holiness. So this is what the seraphim are saying. Worship God. Worship him in splendor and holiness. Get ready. Your eyes shall see him. Yes, Kathy, you can see it later on. Those of you who may not have seen the seraphim, this is it. 
This is the seraph that sang that song over you, a song of promise, a song of encounter. So, Father, we receive, we receive, we receive, we receive, God, those seraph's words, God, over us. Hmm. I just saw, yeah, burning, burning, release more of that burning. Some of you might be feeling the burning. Some of you might be seeing, feeling some of the burning on you. Okay, so turn that up, God. Turn that up. <clears throat> someone, I saw someone who, uh, their night seasons, uh, you dream, but sometimes you dream night uh, uh, terrors, night terrors, nightmares. Okay? Some of you, I've seen some of you dream night terrors. And what the Lord wants to do, he wants to break the spirit of fear off of you in the night. So in the name of Jesus, I take authority. I take authority over nightmares and night terrors right now. And I command them to be gone in Jesus' name. I command the demons in the night to shut up in Jesus' name. And I release the spirit of God to you in the night. I release the Spirit of God to you in the night, in Jesus' name. Dreams, 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 visions, dreams, visions. The Lord wants to deliver you, Savannah. In Jesus' name, fire, come touch Savannah right now. Charlotte, fire, come touch you right now. I command nightmares, night terrors, dreams of anxiety, dreams of fear. I command those to go in Jesus' name. I command the demons to shut up in Jesus' name. And I release the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him and dreams and visions. Fire come. Fire come. I'm showing you this because I want this to be written on your heart. Some of you who are joining, we're getting some people who are joining in. This is a seraphim. This is a seraphim. You're called to encounter these guys. See heaven opened. So those of you who have night terrors, that is stopping in Jesus' name. God is taking those away and he's releasing dreams and visions. Welcome, Tony. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, night terror is gone in Jesus' name. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome, guys. Guys, this... Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. Just tell Jesus, thank you. Just tell Jesus, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing some of you say, uh, your imaginations, um, I just saw a vision of some of you saying, well, I try to picture God, but I feel like I just see blackness. Um, I saw some of you say, I try 
One of someone on here says, I try to picture God, but all I see is blackness. And what the Lord is going to do, he's going to fill your mind with light. So I'm going to speak light over you, over your mind right now in Jesus name. So in the name of Jesus, I speak to your mind. I speak to your mind right now and I release light. Wow, an angel just left my room. Okay, he's going to you. His, I just saw him fly right out, out of my window. He's releasing light. So Lord, thank you for releasing that angel to Jennifer and to others who are watching. For releasing those angels, God, to minister light, to minister light, to minister light. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Fill her mind with light. Kristen, fill your mind with light. Rhonda, fill your mind with light. Terry, Taria, fill your mind with light. I speak light, 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 light. Go ahead, say it with your own anointed mouth. Remember, your mouth is more powerful than a thousand angels. Say light, 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 and let the anointing come on you. Yeah, good job. Mm -hmm. The heaviness done is the glory of the Lord. Sometimes the glory of the Lord will feel heavy on our heads. So if I were you, I'd get on your knees. That's God's glory, Don. That's God's glory. If you feel the heaviness on your head, on your shoulders, that's his glory. So I release light. Light. Yes. It's just God's anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Guys, we could sit here and do this forever. <laughs> just wait, watch and wait in the presence of the Lord. We could just sit here and do that. This for a long time. Okay. But what I'm doing is I'm, 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 I want you to have hunger for these things on your own, okay? I want you to go after it on your own, all right? Be filled with light. So, yes. A good key when learning to grow in revelation as in, in the seer realm is start to look. Start looking around you. Some of you start may see flashes of light on the side of your mind, on the side of your eyes. You know, like, you'll start to see light. Flashes of light. That's angelic activity. Okay? Sometimes you'll see sparkles. That's angelic activity. The, the thing that will destroy your life as a seer is when you start living in unbelief and doubt. Do not let the cloud of doubt come around you. All right. So you'll start to see flashes of light. You'll start to see sparkles around you throughout your day. When you see those things, start noticing them. Notice the small things. Notice those small things and then suddenly Say, thank you, God, for the angels. Okay? Thank you, God, for Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
okay acknowledge what is being seen and you'll grow okay that's a simple another simple key acknowledge what you see acknowledge what you see all right so in closing thank you jesus for this ministry time i'm going to state them again i think melody is still watching or if my mom is still watching you guys can type this out this is a seraphim i'm going to say it on this while we look at this okay because i want this written in your mind one key to walking in the lifestyle of a seer is this a lifestyle of worship two <clears throat> a lifestyle of imagination sanctify your imagination some of you have joined in kind of late. You can go back and rewatch the video if you need. Three, a lifestyle of holiness. And four, a lifestyle of encouragement. Okay, and five, let's add this, acknowledgement. Okay, so worship, imagination, holiness, encouragement, acknowledgement. All right. So Jesus, I release your kingdom. Thank you for your kingdom. In Jesus name. Thank you, Lord, for your kingdom being released. In Jesus name. Thank you, Lord, for your people. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this helps you. You can find me on BeholdWonder.com where I have more writings about heaven and throne and angels and stuff. You can find me on Facebook. Um, please check out my blog posts that are there. There's drawings of angels on there as well. And also, if you feel like, hi, Leah, if you feel like um, you want to sew into Behold Wonder, please do. Um, this allows me to be able to do other things like this. Um, and, uh, you know, I am going to start traveling, you know, going to different churches, uh, you know, this year. So um, if you guys... Um, want to sew into behold wonder please do but thank you guys so much you could do that by through paypal or and if there's other ways you can give you can message me if that if you're interested if in another way of giving um but god bless you guys may you be filled with his spirit i love you all may you be filled with his spirit in jesus name may you draw near to god and obedience to him in jesus name thank you so much for joining me you guys have a blessed day Again, my website is BeholdWonder.com. You can find me there um, or on Facebook. I also have a YouTube channel. I'll get better at doing more YouTube videos. I got to get do that more. But go in God. Live a lifestyle of a seer. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. It's for you. It is not just for the prophets. The true prophets of God equip the body. Go and behold him. Go and encounter him. All right? So have fun. I love you guys. Have a good night. Okay? Thank you. Thank you, guys.